God is great. 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 Let me tell you something. If you can't say all the time, you've never experienced a change in your life then. What you're trying to say is you're still stuck in a darkness. That's what you're trying to say. Because you see, darkness exists for a reason. God purposely allows darkness so that when he shows light, you can then say God is great. Greatness has to be measured. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Greatness has to be measured. What is the means in which we measure greatness? There has to first be turmoil. Things have to first not be how it should be. God is great. God is great. So you're in a place now in your life and you've been doing a lot of planning. You've been planning a lot. But there's no execution. Do you know that place? Where you see how you should be, but you don't look like it. Do you know that that is the place in which you get excited? Because now God has to show himself as great. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is great. God is great. Are you too fine to say it all the time? Yeah? Is your lip gloss too thick? That you can't move your mouth? Yeah? <laughs> now, we're going to talk about greatness. We're going to talk about greatness, but once, let me just... First, do the usual protocol. Welcome to Tulsa Hill Fellowship. Yeah. Today, today I heard it as Tulsa Fire, isn't it? Welcome to the Pulse. Um, now, you know, our difference is that we just insanely love the word. We insanely love the word. And so, no matter who it is that comes here to speak, because God knows this, because God can feel that demand that you're placing for the word, that person will have something to say. So we had a small session now of worship, and I could feel, the reason why we had that first is because I could feel like the father was not satisfied. I could feel like, possibly, you know what I'm just trying to say, I, I could feel like a like he still felt a bit empty like these guys haven't worshipped enough and that's probably because today you want to declare him as great but when you're declaring someone as great it's not by talk you worship the person are you hearing what I'm saying you've got to pay a lot of honour a lot of due to that person because you're trying to say that person is great so I believe when we get into the session of prayer and if you're new here, if you're new here, just raise your hand. Let me just 
see the new guys there. Amazing, amazing. Well, in just a few moments, I'm not going to speak for long. In a few moments, I'll hand you over to my brother, Pastor Bayo, that will introduce you properly with prayer, a lot of prayer. He's going to say stuff like only five minutes, but we'll be here for a few hours. No, we won't be here for a few hours. Um, you know what made me laugh on Monday? Sorry, bro. You know, London has been under siege per se, and we have to pray for our city, you know that. We have to pray for our city. And London's been under siege, and so I saw Pastor Bayo walk in. <laughs> and you know, these guys, they're not playing games with Muslims, they're shooting Muslims on sight. If you just, even if you just look like Ahmed, you don't even need to declare yourself as Mahmoud, they will shoot you. So the first thing Pastor Bayo did that morning, he just took his shaver, just did like this to his beard. <laughs> he ended up with really huge sideburns, but <laughs> no, sorry, I just had to do that, bro, man. But that made that made me laugh because I saw him. I was like, "What's different about this guy?" First of all, he shaved his beard. Raw. He was afraid. He said, "No way. They're not getting me. No way." <laughs> then they'll say it's a mistake. Lie, lie. <laughs> okay, greatness. What do we understand by the word great? And then I'm going to talk to you guys. I want you guys to speak back to me just briefly, and then I'm going to get into the word. So um, just to raise a hand, anyone that wants to share um, their understanding of the word great? Anyone? I'll just start picking you guys up. And I'll start with the new guys. So you better just raise your hand. There's, there's mics around, right? Raise your hand, anyone that wants to share their understanding. Yes, sir. Sorry, what's your name, sir? Sorry? Uh, greatness is someone that's achieved a lot. Someone that's achieved a lot. Anybody else? From Jerome. Someone that's achieved a lot. Wura. Um, great, greatness is something that's appealing and something that's attractive. And um, I didn't make that myself. Pastor Sam said that yesterday. But, <laughs> but what I did get from that was that you see, over time, yeah, there's been people that have come and they've been great. And then you kind of just, you just forget about it. They become less appealing and less attractive. But the thing about God is that he remains that same level of attractive. He remains that same level of appealing. And that's why it's so easy to just remain in him, for me anyway. Oh, fantastic. So that's from Pastor Sam, not you. I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. I don't know, that's it, that's it. One more, no, two more. Let me take two, two more people. I feel like greatness is when you can leave a legacy, like you're not to be forgotten. So you're like what you have, the impact you've you've, da you've made can live on beyond your your like presence on this earth kind of thing. What, what you do can live on beyond your presence on this earth. Anybody else? Um, uh, achieving a measure of success that was once thought beyond your ability. Is that Oxford Dictionary, or is that you? I'm playing, I'm playing. Okay, you know I'm gonna say stuff like that. Who else? I saw another hand up. Sister Bookie? Sister Bookie. Um, yesterday in um, Catford, we was um, talking about it, but it was something I was thinking, but um, Evangelist Francis said, but I think greatness, especially when we're talking about God's greatness, is beyond words. If we sit down and we actually think about how 
great God is. You think he knows every, the name of every star in the sky. He knows the name of every person in this room and every person on earth. He knows what is to come for every one of our futures at one time. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? If you had three children, it's hard sometimes to even remember what they've done last week. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? Each three of them and you sometimes mess it up, but God does not mess that up. He is beyond words. He is beyond greatness. That's why he's greater than the greatest. This is just amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, anybody else want to share? Lamel? Lamel, you want to share? I could have shouted, to be honest, but um, greatness is consistency. I don't think there's ever been a time that God has not been great in my life. So... Very short and powerful. Greatness is consistency. Greatness is consistency. Now, those are all right. Those are all right. My mentor does something when people are arguing. You just end up saying, you're both right. But yes, those are all right. Um, <laughs> those are all right. And you do know yourselves that you have displayed at some point in time you have displayed what will be called greatness, isn't it? Do you agree with me? At some point in time, you have displayed what will be called greatness. But now we're talking about the greatness of God. Now, you know, when, when someone makes a product, when someone devices something, someone, someone creates something, if they haven't asked you to copy them, you get sued, isn't it? Yeah? Let's say uh, Troy creates something and someone else sees it and says, you know what, this thing is doing really well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the same thing. We know what to call that, that's called China brand, isn't it? <laughs> Made in China. You decide to copy that thing because you, you've seen the success of the original. You've seen the success of the original and so you've decided, let me not waste much time. Let me just create a counterfeit and benefit off the success of the original. It's called copyright infringement. Isn't it? You guys have done business now. Why are you... Huh? So, when... When you then do this, you then get into all kinds of trouble. But all you wanted was to replicate success. You wanted to replicate greatness. But you never sought authority from the original. That's Periscope gone. And so... In the realm of business, we do know that it's possible to copy the original and still be in the right place. And what is that called? Does anybody know what that's called? It's meant to be professionals fellowship. Go ahead, sir. Innovation. I'm thinking more on the lines of partnership. Franchise, partnership. 
where something is already going on, but you decide to use that thing because you have the authority of the original to copy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you want to talk about the greatness of God. Now God's greatness is such that is unimaginable that whenever it's seen, it gives people goosebumps. It's, it can't be imagined. The same way before Apple came out, you couldn't imagine Apple. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Until the thing comes, then you now say, oh, yeah, 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 you know what? I think I had an idea like that. You know those moments. You never had nothing. The greatness of God. And so, throughout time, men have tried over and over again to replicate God's greatness. But if you haven't been invited then it's illegal. Are you hearing me? If you haven't been invited to display greatness, then it's illegal. So, there was the first guy who was sued in the courts of heaven. Satan. And so he saw the splendor of God and he said, I will be like the most high. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let's get into the word. Are you ready for the word? Let's go to Isaiah chapter 14. Where's Shalewa? Shalewa, you read it. Huh? If someone can pass the Bible, um, Mike, down to Shalewa. Isaiah 14, and if you start from verse 13, and we'll begin to speak about God's greatness and how this greatness is so attractive. Like my brother Pastor Sam said, it's so attractive that you must display it. You just, you just want to do something like it. Isaiah 14. Isaiah 14 from verse 13, please. No, start from verse 12. If I'm correct, yeah. How have you fallen from heaven? Morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the, to the earth. You who once laid the, low the nations, you said in your heart, I will descend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly, <laughs> on the utmost heights of Mount Zaphon. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. But you are brought down to the realm of the dead. Okay, stop there. So he looked and he said, I will ascend my throne. This greatness is so attractive. When you see it, you just, you just want to mimic. You just want to, you want to display it. This guy has spent years and years and years of seeing God manifest. And after a while, he just had enough. said, I must display greatness. And though he's the first, he's not the last. But I want you to know that there's a kind of man that gets God's attention. And that man is the man 
that has decided that there will be a tool to display greatness. Some will do it the illegal way and some will do it the legal way. The display of greatness is an act of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Whenever you've shown any greatness, that's an act of God. That's why it's called greatness. It's above average, above humanity. Whenever someone displays something above humanity, they get God's attention. There's another guy called Pharaoh. How many of you here have, has God spoken to one-on-one? See, no hands up. At least Pharaoh can tell you. You know Pharaoh can evangelize to you. Pharaoh can tell you that God, me, myself and God, we didn't just talk, we were in an argument. We were battling because the man decided that he would display greatness. He decided that he is great. And so it got God's attention. And God then said, who is this person displaying greatness? That's not me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Go to, I, go to Luke chapter 14. Luke 14, and if you can read from verse 7. From verse 7 to 11, I believe. When he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this par- parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor, for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this person your seat. Then humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place, so that when when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place, then you'll be honoured in the presence of all the other guests. Mm. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Amen. We're talking about greatness, the greatness of God. The greatness of God is something that you can't work for. You see, What Jesus was describing here was he was describing the process as to which a man gets into the seat called greatness. Greatness is a chair. It's a seat. Whoever sits on this seat can then begin to display themselves. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This seat... Oh, how do I put this? Have you ever seen a puppet? A puppet on strings. It's like when you sit on that seat, you begin to get manipulated. 
And so Jesus was talking about greatness, but he was putting it in a way in which he was saying that men have been seeking this thing. They've been fighting other men for it. The man that will immediately go and put himself in a seat of greatness. Put himself to look like a man in authority. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, many times, us ourselves, this is what we go through. You know, in your life, as you go about your daily life now, there's things that you want to accomplish, but you've just said to yourself, I can do this thing. And you've seen how you will look at the end of this thing. At times, you've already envisioned yourself in this thing before God has told you if you can do that thing. Greatness is only for those who have been invited into it. You can only be invited to take that place. That seat is a seat that is reserved for God. And anybody else that will sit next to him has to have been invited by him. I'm talking to you about the seat called greatness. Now, the reason why some of us are just, we're, we're thinking to ourselves, what, what's, what is greatness even then? Because I, I'm feeling like a lot of faces are just thinking, what, what, what is this guy talking about? What is this man saying? Let me tell you something. You know, in your church, you can see the order of layout as people are sitting. You can see that people are seated in a certain order. And no one can break that order. Do you feel that anybody worked their way into that seated order? Or do you think some people were called into it? Do you think some people were called into it? I'm telling you now that Satan himself saw the order in heaven and had enough of the position he was in. And so he said, I will take my throne. He said, I will take my seat because there was no seat there left for him. There was no space in that aisle at the front. So he said, I will take my throne and I will bring it to the front. Just imagine during a service or during a program, the person from the back just taking their chair and just landing it right next to Pastor Toby. Listen to that. Look at that verse very clearly. I will take my throne. You see, many times you think greatness is something you just do. But it's a position. It's a position. When you're placed there, you just look good. Listen. How much more can I break this down to you? Do you know that you can say something that I am saying now and no one will respect what you said? 
you can go somewhere else and repeat these same words. Why is that? It's because of the position of that person. The seats they have taken. And so Satan was struggling, trying to gain influence. And he said, okay, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to take my throne and put it at the front. The display of greatness depends on your position with God. Greatness is not for him only. He is looking for a man that he will sit next to him. He is looking for men that he will put on the seat next to him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I hope this is not too deep for Tulsa stuff. You see, that's where we keep on getting it wrong. And the reason why I'm talking about this is because of our demographic. That's the reason why I'm breaking it down like this. Because amongst us now, we always feel that we have something to do. And because we feel we have something to do, that's the reason why we can't help each other. You always want to look like the one that's displaying. Does that make sense? You want to be singled out. And when you see someone else doing great, there's a way you feel about it. You, you think it takes the attention off you. But this thing is about position. This thing is not down to who is showing that they've read the most. Or who's performing the most acrobatics? It's about position. If Satan himself understood that greatness is just a game of position, how much more we? We all, some of us are into music, some of us are into fashion, some of us are wherever you're called into. Greatness is about position. Where you are today, position-wise, would it, do you know, let me tell you something. Curtis and Alex are traders. Everybody knows they're traders, right? But it's where they are and who they trade next to that differentiates them from other traders. Someone else could have woken up and placed the same trade as them, done as well as them, but you're not going to rate that person. Why? Because that person did it from his bedroom. But you know these guys to be going out into the city and doing their stuff. Positioning. And so God has reserved that place just for himself. The seat of greatness. Only him can invite someone. That's why Jesus used that thing in, in Luke 14. He said in this party, in this gathering, he saw people rushing to the front. Rushing to the front. But what happens when the host of the party looks and sees a more distinguished guest and says, no, I don't want you to sit here. I want them.
if you look at the arrangement in the heavens, it says that there are 24 elders that worship God at his throne. Those are people, not angels. But their positioning is what makes us see them up there and us down here. Where are you calling God to position you? Where are you asking to be repositioned? I'm not calling to preach to you. I'm just going to speak to you. You want to display greatness. But have you been invited? Have you been positioned? You know, one of the ways you know that you've been repositioned is that you can't be around the same people you were with before. There was a point where I could feel God's positioning. I could feel that he was pulling me out amongst a group of people. I felt it. I saw it. How do I confirm that? After I was positioned, when I saw those people, they just hated me. It was like we were too different. We were just so different. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We were extremely at opposite ends. It's now that I know that it was positioning that took place. When God positions a man, it's for one thing only. And that's why positioning is what you should be asking for. You should be asking God for an invitation. I know we're here to talk about the greatness of God, but how will you know God's greatness if it's not through you? If it's not through another person? How will you then be able to say God is great? So you've all said great and wonderful things, but how? How can you confirm that these things are true? How can you confirm that truly God is consistent? Because unless you have something funny to tell me, I don't know what kind of person you are, but how did you see God's consistency? How were you able to measure it? Was it not by a person? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. And if you start from verse 6. And God raises us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches mm. of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Amen. Just read that again. And God raises, and God raised us up 
with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace. So God raises us up. God raises us up. That seat of greatness is so high you couldn't take yourself there. You can't place yourself in that seat. You know, people are looking for greatness in this world, in this life. I, I, I remember one of the brothers in the church. He's not in the church any longer, but he was just striving. He wanted to do something great and important. He just wanted to be known. He wanted to be known. But it was in a place of prayer that I actually saw, and I believe I've shared this with you guys before. I saw that this guy, in order to show himself that he too is good and he too is great, he went and started applying for jobs in the city. Do you remember, Pastor Bible? He went and started applying for jobs in the city. He wanted to prove to us that, hey guys, I've landed. I'm a city boy now. I carry a big job. So in the place of prayer, I saw a very long queue. I saw a very long queue underneath the earth. A long queue, very long. And in that vision, I said to God, what is this queue? He said, this queue is the queue of men who are trying to make it in life. And I saw that at the front of the queue were those who managed to surface to the top of the earth. But in this vision also, I saw that it was the blood of these people that was making the city run. It's like it was their blood that was making the city run. But the queue was long. I looked to the back of the queue and I could not see anything. And so the Lord told me, now go and tell him that as far as you cannot see the end of this queue, as far as you cannot see the end of this queue, that is where he will be placed to start. And I walked across the queue. The queue was so long. And there was a woman in the queue. And I said, what about this woman? He said, this woman has been in the queue for 30 years. She was like in the middle bit. And I realized, I was so broken in that vision because I realized that she would never make it to the top. You're striving for greatness in this life. You want to get that front seat, but it's not God that's invited you. The Lord said it would take her 30 years to get there. And I saw her old woman. I said, oh gosh. She's finished. <laughs> yeah. And so immediately, and I was praying with Pastor Sam. I was praying with Pastor Sam so he, he could speak to him about it. And immediately I came out of this thing. I told P. Sam, I was like, bro. And this was, obviously, this is Min O when he's not Min O. So you can just imagine. I've just seen that and I'm thinking, what, what is this? What's that? So I told Pastor Sam and he just said to me, guy, how much did you eat today? Seriously. Just. 
because it was almost, I think maybe one of the first open visions I've had. And so I called the guy and I was like, bro, some of you know him, but I'm not going to say his name. I said, bro, are you applying for a job in the city? He was like, whoa, are you a prophet now? I was like, no, I'm not a prophet now. He said, yeah, I just handed in an application. I said, don't do it. Your only way to make it in this life is if you're invited by God. Has Christ invited you? Has the host invited you to take the front seat? Many men will be out there striving to display greatness. Whether illegally or legally. But it's something you must be invited into. If Satan himself knew that he would not be invited. So the guy went and took his chair all the way to the front of the pew. He knew he would never be invited. This thing is done by invitation and I'm going to start rounding up so we can go into prayers. Oh my goodness. 9.20, You know, there are many times that I've seen that it's only by God's invitation that you get into certain places. How do you see God's greatness? You have to surrender to selection. Surrender to his awesome ability to select. David had understood this and so he just kept his heart right because he knew God's selection doesn't fail. I will surely be called forward. But as far as there's that eagerness in you that I must to make it. Do you know, sometimes before when I'm trying to do a business and I'm just so excited to do it, there's something in me saying pray about this thing, man. Just seek God over this thing. And in my head I'm thinking, but God might take three days and I just want to do this thing now. Don't worry, God is good. And I just go forward. And whenever I go forward and do the thing, the thing just always mess up anyways. I'm like, oh, anyway, at least no harm done. But that's not how it should be. Do we trust God's selection? You know, for those of you who are doing university, I'll share with you another story. And the only way for you to show God's greatness is by testimony. So there's no awesome preaching, blah, 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 blah. No, I'm just going to give you testimonies. Now, I finished university and I was just in my bedroom. I had nothing else to do. Nothing else to do. I got into prayer and I said, listen, Lord, if you're not going to do anything with my life, just take my life. I had just decided that, listen, I will not settle to just be normal guy. So if what you plan for me is normal guy, can you please tonight just not allow me to wake up? Very simple. And I'm being very serious. That is, the, that is what I said. And I tried to make sure that he knew how serious I was. So what did I do? I got my Bible and I did like this. I swore on my Bible and I said... <laughs> I swear you better just make me not wake up tonight, you know, because I swear if I wake up and I'm in normal life. 
Are, are you bold enough to pray that kind of, don't pray it, please. <laughs> and I was there for minutes and hours just confirming the same thing. Confirming it because I was, I was adamant. No way. Nothing else to do. Just finish uni. No, nowhere else. No, I'm applying for a job. They don't want to give me a job. I'm like, all right, no problem. You know that feeling. You're thinking, this doesn't make sense. I just read masters in pharmacy. I should, I'm more brilliant than anybody in your workplace. I'll tell you, you see that, that same night, that night. I had a very, very interesting encounter. And the Lord came to me and said, literally said my whole life. Said, okay, so you've done all this, you've done uni, you've done all these things, and you're still nowhere. And I was looking at the guy like, who's this that knows my whole life? Told me everything I've done and said, you're still nowhere. And then the guy now said, you're tired because you've been trying to get to the top without me. And so it was then that I was now like, oh, I know who this guy is. I, you know, there's a way Jesus will speak to you, and I'm like, oh, it's you. So I'm now like, ah, I know who this guy is. And then it's then he now said to me, listen, I am the one that takes you to the top. I take you to the top. You're trying to take that front row. You want to take that front seat. He says that I will place you and seat you in Christ. You see, there's no more chair in that front row. It's just God and Christ. The only way for you to sit there is if he puts you in him. And Satan was so filled with pride that he could not stomach the thought of living in that guy. No way will I display greatness but through this guy. I can do it myself. Do you know that another guy called Nebuchadnezzar these are evil guys, right? But they showed greatness, you know. Just illegally. I don't even know how to pray about this. Pastor Fire. I don't know how to pray about this. I'm just speaking. We need to surrender our strength to see God's greatness, basically. This is the month of God, but you've, there's too much man involved. There's too much strength involved, you know. You, you're brainstorming too much. You're thinking too much. There's just too much man involved for the last six months. There's been a lot of man involved, you know. There's a lot of you involved. It's just too much of you. Too much of your strength. Even tonight, I can feel your strength. You're just hanging in there, staying here. Just, you're just hanging in. Yeah, to worship, you're just, you're pushing yourself to worship. It's not flowing from the spirit. Tonight is a night of surrender. Only they who surrender will accept it, will be accepted by God for him to show his greatness through them. Let's just rise on our feet. I've taken way too much time. Praise God. Let's all rise for our feet quickly. We have about 10 minutes. We're going to... Um, we're going to worship. That's what we're going to do. 
We're going to pray. We're going to pray one prayer point, but we're going to worship and pray at the same time. I believe what um, Minister O's spoken through the Holy Spirit is very prophetic. Honestly, 